Shohei Otani is a free agent setting up what's likely to be the biggest player auction in baseball history. It's Wednesday, November 8th. I'm senior writer Owen Poindexter, and this is Front Office Sports Today. We'll be looking at where Shohei might land and the grand designs of New York Mets owner Steve Cohen in just a minute. First, let's hit some news. Linebacker Blake Martinez just made his unretirement from the NFL official by signing on to the practice squad of the Carolina Panthers. Martinez made around $29 million in seven NFL seasons before deciding a year ago in the middle of the season that he is ready to hang up the cleats and pick up the Pokemon cards. Martinez pivoted to selling Pokemon and sports trading cards through his company, Blake's Breaks, which CNBC reported brought in $8.3 million in revenue. So why the sudden return to the NFL? Well, Martinez was selling cards on a site called Whatnot, and in August, Whatnot permanently removed his account over claims that he was scamming buyers. The accusations included things like simply not sending people product that they had ordered to getting people to pay for a higher value pack before swapping it out for a lower value one. Martinez issued an apology on his stream while not quite saying what he was apologizing for and added that certain employees at Blake's Breaks had been replaced. Lucky for him, the Panthers had been dealing with injuries and needed some depth at linebacker. James Madison University's basketball team opened the season with an overtime victory over the fourth-ranked Michigan State Spartans. Michigan State is coached by Tom Izzo, who is on a deal worth $6.2 million per season, whereas JMU's Mark Byington brings in around $450,000. For JMU, this is just the second victory against a ranked opponent in 44 tries, and it continues what's been a charm season for the Virginia-based school. Their football team is one of seven undefeated FBS teams. FBS teams are eligible for bowl games once they have been an FBS school for two full years, and James Madison only transferred from the FCS one year ago. On Monday, JMU renewed its appeals to the NCAA to allow them to enter bowl games this season, stating, quote, Our student-athletes have done everything the right way, and they view the postseason prohibition in this instance as inexplicable punishment in light of the NCAA's stated priorities. To date, the NCAA has not budged from its position that JMU will have to wait one more year. Up next, Shohei Otani could be on the cusp of signing the biggest contract in U.S. sports history. Plus, Mets owner Steve Cohen has some grand designs for the area around Citi Field. We'll be diving into those topics right after this. The Mets are looking to spruce up the area around City Field for a mere $8 billion, and the Shohei Otani sweepstakes have begun. Joining me now to discuss is Front Office Sports Newsletter co-author Eric Fisher. Welcome, Eric. Hello. So, Mets owner Steve Cohen, not a man of small plans, what's he thinking for the area surrounding City Field? So he has teamed up with Hard Rock International, which is a big casino operating company, uh, and they've got a big plan to transform the long derided neighborhood around City Field and particularly the vast sea of uh, surface parking lots that uh, surround the stadium and particularly on the one side of the stadium. Uh, uh, they've got a whole big vision in terms of building a casino, hotel, live music venue, green space, uh, playgrounds, community athletic field, really kind of soup to nuts here. Uh, and again, as you correctly pointed out, this is this is not a man of small measures or a plan of small measures, um, but a number of obstacles still uh, lay out in front of this. But that's the basic vision. 
And are those obstacles largely around making this work with the city of New York or is there more to it? Yeah, it's it's political and regulatory. So there's basically two big hurdles that have to be cleared here. That number one, they've got to get one of the three coveted downstate New York uh, casino licenses. And even before Steve Cohen bought the Mets, uh, this is something that a lot of people have wanted as we've gone through this grand legalization of uh, uh, gambling around the country, not just sports books, but just uh, you know more casino con- development all around the country. And so given that we're talking about the number one market in the country, a lot of competition for those downstate licenses. So he's got to be one of those um, three winners. Then he's got to go through another uh, regulatory hurdle where the the parking lot that we're talking about is still technically parkland because it's connected to the stadium. That's got to be uh, reallocated, rezoned for commercial development, and that's got to require a number of political uh, sign-offs. And in the initial announcement of this project, uh, there are a lot of comments from various community and uh local leaders, but not from the political realm. It's business people, uh, community advocates and the like, but not um, actual elected officials. And so that's what we're really waiting to see is who's going to be um, among the first and, and at what level of power are they at that's going to come forth and say, hey, I support this. What I'm wondering, and you know, we may never know the answer to this, is if he does not get the casino, is he then does do we then still go forward with the, the parks, the hotels, all that stuff? Or is this also he can say, look at this whole neighborhood park district I'm giving you now. Please give me the casino. So that's a really interesting question in terms of like, is it strictly all or nothing or could there be some sort of piecemeal version of this? And if that that casino licensing piece of this doesn't work out, certainly Hard Rock would no longer be involved because that's their principal point of entry here. Uh, But a number of these other things that we're talking about in terms of the parkland and the community fields and redoing the uh, the transit station and so forth, all that could still happen. and that's, you know, I think we're a bridge we're going to have to cross if and when we get to it. Certainly, that's not the contemplation that they want to be talking about publicly. But that's another really interesting question as to whether it, it is truly all or nothing or some version of this uh, could still see the light of day. We just don't know that yet. Yeah, yeah, we, we shall see or, or not. We'll see. Um, uh, so. MLB free agency has begun. Teams are now allowed to sign any free agent in the field. And that, of course, includes Shohei Otani. This is a moment we've been anticipating for a very long time, you know, over a year at this point. Um, You know, he's a truly unique and special player. And we thought we'd have a little fun here. Uh, Eric and I are going to draft teams uh, in order of... Uh, likely likelihood that they will sign Shohei Otani. Um, and uh, so we'll see where this goes. And Eric, I give you the first pick. Well, you're very kind. And that allows me to stay consistent with what I told you, I think about four months ago when we talked about this at the All-Star break. And my prediction at the time was the Dodgers at around 600 million. And that number may come down a little bit, given that the injury concerns that we've had since that prior conversation. But I'm sticking with the Dodgers as my number one pick. Yeah, I, I think it's the obvious pick. Any number of reasons why that may or may not happen, but they've got the money. They're on. The, he's sounds like he wants to be on the West Coast. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they make more sense than than any other team. 
I am going to, I don't know if I'll be surprised. I'll, I'll be interested to see if you're surprised by, by my pick here. Been thinking about this. I'm going to say he becomes my neighbor and signs with the San Francisco Giants. The reason I'm thinking that is one, the Giants have shown a real willingness to uh, take on uh, a huge a transformative star, especially if they have a lot of power. So they came very close to signing Bryce Harper, came very close to signing Aaron Judge. Um, They're also, they like to get creative around how they use players and there's no player you can get more creative with than Shohei Otani. And of course, they're on the West Coast. Relatively easy flight to Japan. So yeah, I am picking the Giants. Yeah, there's a lot of angst in that market. That's a, that's a great pick. Uh, there's a lot of angst in that market that, you know, 2023 was a year of regression for that team after doing so well the year before. And, and this would sort of help, uh, you know, balm over a lot of those wounds among the fan base. So I, I think that's a great pick. Uh, I guess at number three, we will go uh, East Coast here, even though I agree with your general West Coast sentiment here. And we're going to go back to Steve Cohen here. Uh, you talk about angry fans. We got angry fans in Flushing, and um, what better way to solve that issue with uh, the biggest free agent prize of them all? So yeah, you're you're sparing me uh, just doing the obligatory Mets pick because I'm a Mets fan, and I was gonna throw them in somewhere in there. And, and yeah, I mean the guy's got money; he's shown a willingness to spend it. Uh, and and yeah, what what better way to say like we're back, baby, than to to bring in Otani? Um, I am going to go a little bit off the West Coast and pick the Texas Rangers, another team that's opened the wallet recently. I don't know if they would keep that wallet open to the tune of 50 plus million dollars per year, uh, but they just got some money from winning the World Series. They've shown that they are a team that wins. And I think after all those years on the Angels, I think Shohei wants to go to a team that will will win some ball games. Uh, so, so, yeah, uh, I'm, I don't think this is especially likely, but I'm going to take the Rangers. Okay, and then I at number five, I'm going to go with the Seattle Mariners, another team okay, that really needs on my to list. break through. Um, yeah. West Coast, uh, you know, has had Japanese ownership, has a long history. You know, certainly Ichiro being at the top of sure. the list of uh, having prominent Asian players. Uh, there's there's a lot of reasons why that could work as well. Yeah, no, I think they're a great pick. The only question for me is if if they're willing to spend that money. But again, if there's one guy, you're gonna spend on uh he's the guy but yeah my, my one the one reason i i picked the rangers over them is i just see the rangers as just right. saying you know yolo yeah, there's there still just a reason that there are five here not one right right yeah exactly yeah if they were more like a you know dodgers even padres level of spending you you would i think they would be one or two um and i'll i'll hop over to new york myself and tick the yankees because they're the yankees and um you know it's it's been a while since the yankees did the yankees thing of just you know, blowing up their bank account to get the biggest star on the market. Uh, I guess Garrett Cole is probably the last time they did that. But um, I'll just throw in that Brian Cashman might be feeling some heat under his seat right now. Might want to do something to keep his job. Obviously, this is an ownership decision, whether or not you go for the guy. But this would revitalize a team that, uh, you know, also coming off a, a pretty disappointing season, has some young players, but you know, could could use something to kind of, you know, tie the room together. And um, yeah, know, again. We're, we're as we're taping this, we're hours away from a Hal Steinbrenner press conference that just happened. And to your point, he, you know, was very clear that 82 and 80 was what they finished this year is not acceptable. And, you know, changes have to be made. And that could potentially be the biggest change of them all. All right, we're we're starting to to you know scrape the bottom of the likelihood barrel here. But you yep. you want to give us another pick or two? Uh 
I would throw out a wild card here in terms of staying right where he's been with the Los Angeles Angels. This is a franchise that has had no shortage of challenges in terms of ownership and politics and on-field and uh, personnel, uh, you name it. They've had trouble coming their way. you know, but sometimes the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Um, and in terms of a the wildest of wild card picks, staying right there in Anaheim would be the one I would cite. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense if that team was winning, and like you know, and I think the only reason—well, not the only reason necessarily—but um, the the reason that I, I and a lot of people assume he's gone is just because that team has had him and Mike Trout all these years, and they just haven't haven't. Yeah, didn't do anything. It was pretty incredible. It's one of those things where it's like, I feel like I could have done something there. Anyway, I probably couldn't. But um, one of those you can imagine yourself. Um, all right, I'll, I'll throw in one last one. Uh, the, the, I'll just say the teams still that I have still written down are the Padres, the Red Sox, the Phillies. And the one I'm going to go with is the Cubs. Um, again, I will just be very surprised. Just for Craig Council. Exactly. Maybe they're deciding, you know, like we've kind of done this like middle ground thing for a little bit. Let's make our move. Um, 2016 was a long time ago. And again, a lot of impatient fans in a lot of markets. Right. Yeah. Cubs fans being impatient is, you know, sort of a a funny notion to me having, you know, grown up around the curse. Once (laughs) they won, they're like every other market now. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It'll be the same thing with like the Mets and, you know, every, like they're the kind of the lovable losers or the not so lovable losers. And then they win. It's like, okay, now you're, now you're on the evil empire side. Go talk to somebody in Boston. Over the last 20 years, you could hardly think uh, of a more model franchise, you know, four titles, save Fenway Park, tons of community uh, outreach. And so much anger in that market because when when they're not winning titles, they're more as likely in last place. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Eric. Always. That's it for today. Subscribe to Front Office Sports Today on your favorite podcast app and drop us a rating and review while you're there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.